again. Look at that cordon behind him. Oh. Beats him again. And he's given him. Bowling continuing on. Edge taken. Bowling. Unbelievable. Knocks over the England skipper. To Mark Wood, who's a fighter. That is the sound, Banders. That is the sound of a man writing himself into cricketing folklore, into Ashes legend, Scott Boland. Possibly one of the greatest performances of all time. Banders, what happened on Boxing Day? Is that the greatest Ashes debut of all time? Is that the greatest spell of bowling we've ever seen at the MCG? I don't know, but my goodness. The problem is, and everyone will forget this, and apologies for sounding real old at the start, Bob Massey? Took 16 on debut at Lords. Probably got it still. Just. Not a, just. Box, not a, bo- not a boxing not day. Not a boxing no. day. It wasn't in Australia. Didn't count. No, no. Well, hello, Tails. And uh, look, we've left this. We're recording this the day after because I just needed some time to, uh, to process what happened there at the MCG. That was a uh, insane little, little bowling innings there from the Australians. The, uh, the bowling, when they put England in, or rather when they were bowled out with that lead of, lead of 80 out of it, England had to bat that 45 minutes. It was just outrageous. Every ball was a hand grenade. It was fast. It was moving. It looked like England had absolutely no chance. It was sitting ducks. So oh. I, I haven't seen such an exciting bit of Test cricket in possibly How ever. How good was it? The MCG was rocking, and Test cricket never reaches a, a, a higher point than a fast bowler, or in this case, a couple of fast bowlers, bearing down on, on an opposition with the crowd baying for blood, and you, you sense that danger, that real genuine danger, not a, not a mortal peril, but a, uh, a cricketing peril. And those are the moments that are just so electrifying about Test cricket. No, I don't think we'll forget that one. Charles, just a quick note. I think I'm, uh, I'm up at the shack enjoying the, uh, the East Coast. So apologies. Yeah, nice hat, bro. For, thank you. Apologies to the, uh, the listeners if any sort of audio will Nick Dundee should, over here. Jesus Christ. We'll be, we'll be pretty poor. Luckily, no video uh, in the pod. But uh, look, that was a, an incredible performance. And... Uh, Look, you just look back at it, and again, it just comes down to uh, England's batting. It's just there's not making enough runs. And you look at the, the statistics, um, you know, I think uh, Joe Root scored, what, 1,200 runs more this year, more than anyone else, which is an incredible yeah. performance from him because he's got a lot. But, you know, next is, is Burns, and then it just trails off very quickly after that. So Extras the is third. Is, I think I saw that stack going out. Extras is yeah. the third highest run score. Which is Extras doing good work. Um, but, yeah, look, that's, you know, you just can't win Test Creek with that sort of, that sort of batting performance, which was a shame because England's bowling performance was a lot better. Jimmy Anderson bowled so absolutely good. sensationally. Uh, you know, only took, what, I think three for in the end? Or was it four for? Four for. And, uh, but still, I mean, his bowling effort was amazing. And then just to, 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 to drag England back in the game, you know, they ended up, without Cummins and Stark getting them 80 ahead, it was looking close. It could be 30 or 40 lead and England were back in the game, um, especially with Aussies batting last. But, that little partnership between Stark and Cummins and then the absolute capitulation of the uh, of the English basketball just been so demoralising for uh, 
for Jimmy Anderson and the whole attack. Charles, I do want to say there, I, there is something lovely. If your bowlers spend a little bit of time out in the middle, I just like it because they get used to the conditions. They're out there for a while. And then when they come out in the bowl, I just feel like they're on a little bit more. Um, and that's exactly what happened. It is, Fanders. It is exactly what happened. And we were texting at the time. We didn't think that it would be so crucial that 30 or 40 runs they got. Turned out it was. Turned out it was enough to win by an innings. I do want to ask you a very uncomfortable question, Fanders. This Always. is the most uncomfortable question I'll ever ask you. And we've had some, some real conversations through the journey. It's got bowl and bowl that well. Uh, interestingly, he got after, after, after the game by uh, one, of the, one of the journalists, you know, is that the best you've bowled? And I think he was a bit on the fence um, about it. I mean, it was just one of those things where everything he touched turned to goal. Like, like probably, probably isn't the best he's bowled. And I think that's, yeah. that's what, you know, t- test cricket is one of those, one of those sports mm-hmm. or cricket in general where, Sometimes you'll you bowl very well, but not necessarily your best, and you'll get ten fire. And another day you bowl absolutely on fire, and the batsman just cannot nick it, or or you can't hit the stumps because it's doing too much. So look, I wouldn't, you know, you can't say it's the best he's bowled, but I think it's, you know, just shows what a good bowler he is, and it's nice to see, you know, you have a big day once in a while. But um, look, I just felt felt sorry for the English, but I, I actually don't know. It was such a good patch, and when the fast bowlers are that sort of form, you have to find a way as a batsman. But I don't know how they were supposed to find a way. Hamid looks like a sitting duck getting balls whiz past his guy. Maybe it's because everyone says he's got low hands or whatever, but geez, it seems that they take off on him and he sort of yeah. just does what he can. Um, so, but I guess in that situation, that's where you have to, you know, you're going to lose two. You've got to try and limit the losses and that's where you can't lose that extra two weeks. And going in four, four was just, yeah, you just can't make a total to make Australia chase then. So uh, it was just a devastating spell. It was that middle order three, wasn't it? Stokes, Butler, Bairstow. Well, they were the yeah. ones that had to, that had to really stand up. It's, it's all right for us to, to debate Hamid and Burns and Sibley and Corley and all those other dudes. They try at the top of the order, but it was those three that had to stand up because you knew Root was going to. It's funny, Root's going to walk away from this series, I think, in Australian terms with his reputation enhanced because he's so much better than everyone else, even though he's doing the exact same thing he's always done in Australia. Does it feel like we've won the Ashes yet? It just doesn't feel like we've earned it in any way. And I realise that uh, maybe in 2006 or 2002, something like that, We've won the Ashes this quickly before. Like it has happened very rapidly before. We have been this dominant before, but it doesn't feel like it's us being so much better than them. It feels like they were so much crapper than us. I mean, 2006 felt like they were on a mission, a redemption mission. They were hard and they won it and they really wanted to absolutely crush England. Well, this has just sort of seemed more like, you know, we're a pretty good chance. We're probably favourites to win in. We've just absolutely, you know, demolished them. It's, it's, we've, we've won the Ashes in in 12 days. So, you know, that's, that's incredible. And someone was saying, you know, England spent more time in quarantine on the Gold Coast than they did so far in the series and they've already lost the ashes. So, you know, for England, it's, it's, it's humiliating. Um, and I think what's even worse for them is whilst there's been some questions about selections and tactics, they don't have anything else in the shed. There's nothing left no. that they really can do. And I will touch on this later in the pod tales, but you know, where, where they go from here, three nil down, Destroyed. Um, they've got you know COVID in the in the some family groups and so it's, you know it's going to be a really tough time time for England tales. You mentioned COVID there. I want to ask you this because I, I genuinely think it's not as stupid as it sounds. Even though a lot of things, I should stop prefacing my calls with it's not as stupid as it sounds because mm, people yeah. immediately think it's stupid. Is there a genuine chance because it happened in the English summer? Is there a genuine chance that? COVID tests, you know, COVID positive pops up with the touring party and they decide, guys, I'm sorry, we're going home. Like, are the force of tests in danger? 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, if someone gets it in the team, then it's very unlikely it's going to be one individual, and you can just you can just do the COVID replacement. It's more likely to be four or five. Um, in which case you don't have enough replacements. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Plus, if four or five have it, there's enough risk that you everyone else has got it and you can't you can't play anyway. So I think you know it is a real chance. So um, in a way, and I, I don't know how it would work, and it's all very hypothetical. But I'm sure Australia are relieved to get that win. Um, now, whatever happens in the series, uh, you know they, they've won, they've regained, but also won the Ashes outright as well. So, um, so I think they will be a little bit relieved. I just wanted to touch on um, Scott Boland. Obviously, his performance was, you know, incredible, and he walk away with with amazing figures and have that game for the rest of life. Is that Scott Boland's last Test match for Australia? I don't think it is his last Test, Ben, because they're about to go on some tough tours. They are about to go on some tough tours. So the next three away tours, I think, are Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and India uh, across mm-hmm. the entire across their uh, entire schedule. So those are their next three away, and I think you're going to see a lot more rotation. Of the fast bowlers, then you know, uh, I think there's going to be tests that Hazelwood will miss. Uh, it is my theory that uh, Cummins will miss tests and Smith, you know, but just normalizing Smith as, as a filling captain. So I think mm. Boland will play over there. I don't think he plays in Sydney, amazingly. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't think he's as good as Richardson or Hazelwood. And yes, maybe you want to rest Stark, who we'll get to in just a moment, but I don't think he plays, uh, plays the next test. I think. Uh, as well, if you talk about those those tours in India and, and and Pakistan and Sri Lanka, aren't Nisa and Boland are like the perfect example of squad bowlers? They're not yeah. in your first eleven, but they sit yeah. in the squad. They're fit. They can go and if some they can go and bowl. You can one game. You wreck them and you make them bowl thirty overs in innings in forty degrees in Chennai, uh, yeah. and that's their job. And that's kind of their job done, um, which is a funny thing to say. They're kind of almost yeah. like expendable and really good blokes to have in the squad because you can just flog yeah. them if you need them. So that'll be interesting. As far as the next test goes, um, I think it's so hard to be on the inside of, you know, it depends on the injuries and stuff like that. I think if Hazelwood's fear, I think he does play, but you've got, you know, you've got soreness in Hazelwood coming back from injury. So I think if there's a slight risk, they won't play him. Um, yeah. You know, Stark's bowled a lot now. Obviously he's been bowling very, very well. We'll talk about that as well. Um, you know, Richardson had a bit of a soreness as well. Nisa just won't play um, and Cummins will try and play. But if there's any soreness, you think they don't risk it because they've won the Ashes 3-0 and people are, and people are bowling well. Um, but don't you find it funny that if you said that we'd win the Ashes inside 12 days um, and you said that Hazelwood, Hazelwood was barely part of a winning team. He's, he's played one game. Um, so, you know, and, and Nisa's played one, Richardson's played one, Boland's played one. That's like a... You wouldn't have thought all three of those blokes would have a game after only three tests as well. So I think we won three nil, and they're playing the last two. And Cummins, Cummins missed one as well. Exactly. Yeah. So essentially, you've missed you've missed three tests out of Cummins and Hazelwood, and you've won you've won within twelve days. It is extraordinary. I think it it goes to our point earlier that it's it's how shit uh, England have been. You mentioned Stark just then. Well, he's played all three. Who'd suspect that? Yeah. Start and being disciplined. He's bowled really mm. well. Hasn't been the best I've ever seen him bowl, but he's been disciplined, hasn't he? I saw an interesting stat. 13 of his top, of his 14 wickets are top seven batsmen. So he's not just going in there cleaning up the tail. He's actually getting yeah. a golden wicket. Do you think... I mean, I've heard people say, and you just said not the best you've seen him bowl, which is fun, but I've heard a lot of people say this is career best form from Stark. 
And I just don't, like, I think he's bowled very well, but I don't know why I think that, because he's not swinging it really. No. He's not doing that much with it. So all he seems to do is just pull in a good channel, and because of his yeah. pace and, and height, he yeah. can just push at it and nick off. And I just don't understand. I think, I think he's been more disciplined than we've ever seen him and still been... He's been dangerous. Those balls early, particularly, I mean, it sticks in your brain because it just happened, but those balls early in the second uh, innings that are taking off a length, and you're like, oh, shit, like this is real, the real dangerous sort of bowling. I think that's what, that's sort of what we remember about, is go, what we're going to remember about this innings is that he was just disciplined and dangerous enough rather than yeah. at his disruptive there. Well, his ball to dismiss Stokes was probably his best ball, yeah. I would yeah. argue. Yeah. Came back off the scene, but... An example of what I'm sort of talking about is that ball to Joe Root to dismiss him. Uh, it was just a big back just to left across. Right and, and, yeah. and Joe Root. Yeah, and just the angle. So I feel like often it's just that left arm across the batsman just asks so many questions, even though it maybe isn't doing that much. Um, and that's why he's, you know, his discipline's been so well. He hasn't bowled too full um, and two down leg side. So um, I don't want to too much on this tackle because it's more of a bigger picture thing. But, I mean, Australia's last, what, three months? Winning a yeah. World T20 Cup they've never done before and yeah. now winning the Ashes 3-0. I mean, previous to that, you know, you've got Langer under the pump um, saying his you know, contract's probably not going to be renewed. Did you've you got, see what Did you see what I, Cummins said about him? I did yesterday? see what Cummins said about him. What did he say? He said something like, oh, we're not going to talk about that right now. We're just going to enjoy it when asked to comment on Langer's future. So Like that. Hard to read into that, though, because Cummins is a new captain and he may not know what sort of those sort of things sound like as well. Um, but but yeah, back on that, like so, the success they've had after you know, yeah, Tim Payne. Obviously, we barely remember even who Tim Payne is now. Um, you know, yeah, it's just talking stiff. about this. It's barely barely Fun touched time. the ashes. Um, so you know, the Australian team has been in a bad spot and now in a really good spot. But I think the next those away tours are the key. Harris, is that enough? He didn't look good, did he? This is this is what I find interesting is that Head and Harris. Both seem to like really struggle with that, that just that flirt right outside off stump. Particularly when bowlers come around, they don't know where their off stump is. That's and they don't get forward though. well enough. Well, true. Although Kerry just seems to miss balls. It is, yeah, it is funny that, that they've put together two innings, two defining innings for Brisbane and Melbourne. And you still look at them and you're going, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't think I don't think Harris is going to go well, and I don't think he's going to go well when we go to Asia anyway. I think that he's done, and I think that was a tough deck to bat on. I mean, obviously there was low scores, so but but I think it actually was genuinely tough to bat on. And I think Australia in their second innings were actually trying to play some shots. Like Kerry got out driving. I think they decided that the actual way to try and get a bit of a lead was to play some shots, and that that actually yeah. ended up. Um, you know, Carey nicking off and, and head playing at a bit of a weird shot as well. So I think that's beautiful. I think Harris has done enough considering the conditions. He's obviously really well liked in the group and, and they're fairly determined yeah, in, in cricket. <laughs> you do have. You sent me a text. The Vanderwood selection. That's what it is. Am I a bad person if he fails? If I hope he fails? And I said, yes. No, no. I'm not a, I am a bad person and I was hoping that he failed. I don't want to persist with this. He cannot play at test level. Done. Stop it. Deal. Deal. Let's let's move on to England. Yeah. Whew, where do you... <laughs> Shit. Yeah, good point. Where do you I mean, where do you start with England? I mean, where do they go? Where do they go now? Their batting is 
I mean, it's quite. I, I thought that dropping Burns over Hamid was a good call, but now, I mean, where do you go now? You sort of feel like you have to drop Hamid now. He just yeah. looks like a sitting yeah. duck. But they don't have that many other players from their squad. Crawley, you give him another go. In the first innings, he looked like he had the right at it. Like, you know, he didn't. He made 10, but he looked like he had... Um, Listen you know, to yourself. Well, he made 10, but... Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But he was at least playing. So he didn't look like a sitting duck like necessarily Burns did. So I think he stays in. I think you've got to bring... You know, you've got to keep Bairstow in. Um, but then uh, also good to see Oli Pope back in the side because he has scored a lot of... Uh, I mean, he's been a top performer in... He's the best performer County. they've got. In ten, yeah. And he's the future, and he is the future. So at some point, you've got to bring him back here. But then who do you drop? Uh, gee, you Drake, say, I'd drop you know, I, I would drop Stokes, not on form. Like the guy just, he just hasn't got the it. Rest. In this, yeah, in this series, it was too much too soon. We all remember he wasn't going to actually play. So he shouldn't have been on this damn tour. And he was there in the hope that somehow some miraculous. I uh, think could have happened and he could have pulled something out. He hasn't got to give him a rest, send him home, for goodness sake. I'd send Butler home and just stick with Bearstow from now on. I know we don't, we're not particularly big fans of Bearstow, either of us, but I think if you just got one of them in the side, that's enough. Let him yeah. keep, just let him keep going until until you're ready to bring folks in, which I actually think they should give folks a go in Australia and just see what happens. I don't think there's yeah. a problem with bringing folks in. Burns, Burns is a tough one because I, I think he, Gets a lot of ducks, and this sounds really stupid, and I'm, I should stop doing it. He gets a lot of ducks, and that drives his average down a lot. But he, if he gets in, he's actually okay. And yeah. I realise that's stupid for an opener, but he's also the, I think, the second best performed English player in the county over the last few years. You got to give him a go again sometime soon. Averaging thirty-one, it's not horrible. Well, it's not great, but gee, it's better than Marcus Harris. Well, at this point, they're looking forward to their, their, their future now, aren't they? They're not looking to... I mean, yes, you want to win the remaining two tests, but if you can get some experience in, in say, Burns, get his confidence back or looking for... You know, because they've got it, Ash. They're going to have to come out again. Um, you know, some of these players are going to have another crack at Australia. So you're getting them as best look that you can at the uh, at the condition. Other player tales that I'm... I think they've been quite impressed, but I have found mm. just boring language really negative. That's Robinson. He's really? young. He, to me... To me, yeah, just when he injured his hamstring or um, or twinged it or whatever, you know, he looked done. He went off the field like he thought, right, he's done hamstring. And then he comes back on and rolls, you know, two overs later. And I think, well, to me, that's just a bit of English football. Like, just happy to go yeah. down, happy to be happy to be injured yeah. not to carry through it. You know, obviously it was cramp or something, but it doesn't stretch it out really. It doesn't feel like he had a crack. He's, the start of his spells are 120. And he just looks like he needs to uh, look, to be honest, he just looks a bit unfit. He needs yeah. to go away, put a little bit of muscle on, get some pace up, and just probably do a little bit more running because he just looks a little bit young and sloppy, I think, out there at the moment. That's, no one else seems to be saying that, but I just don't like his body language, and I think he just needs to fight a little bit harder. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, that's fair enough. And he only has to look as far as Anderson to look at how you're actually meant to prepare your body. Just very quickly on uh, Anderson and Broad. So, Broad, do you think he's played his last ever test? I got the sense he was probably going to try and hold on and play a, a farewell game in the summer in England. But do you think he's played his last test? Uh, I reckon though, what are you doing this, Bob? I think you, well, I think you dropped Robinson. Um, and I think if they drop, say they stop driving, I mean, there's so many questions with the, what they do, but I, I think he's, he could play one of the last two here, I reckon. I yeah. think he's played his yeah. last test. As far as in England, you feel like they've got good enough bowls in English conditions that maybe they don't need him. You feel like yeah. what he delivers now is his experience and his fight. 
yeah. um, rather than necessarily. But then again, in England, it's much easier for him to bowl. So it's a hard one to say. Um, that is a hard one. That is a hard one. Uh, James Anderson, not so much. Like, it sounds weird. He's probably going to leave Australia with his reputation enhanced. Off, uh, considering he's taken 630 wickets, it just goes to show how lowly we think of him in Australia. But well, that's, how that's well his he best bowled. performance in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it was. I think he took a five for an Adelaide once and he's taken another four for somewhere. But he said that was the best the best that he's bowled in Australia. So I think he will leave with his reputation enhanced somehow. But what do you think of him? At this point, he doesn't... like. He's just nakedly saying, I do not want to play for Silverwood and Root. Like, he, he's just straight out saying, I think these guys are shit. He read that Daily Telly article he wrote, uh, I think it was a few days ago, basically saying, Joe Root's a fuckwit. But he's a senior guy. He's a, he's a senior guy. He's revered. If you've got those opinions, you have to change the, the locker room's opinions. You have to change the dressing room's opinion. Don't play it out in the media like a petulant little bitch. Like you're a senior player. <laughs> really? And that's how it's coming yeah. across. And well, I, I realise he's that way, but you've got to, mate, you're only here for another year. Like suck it up and actually try try and do the right thing for all the other players in the locker room because this is not this is not the right thing. Well, there's not many teams that can go away from a 3-0 or a 5-0 shellacking and seem to have any sort of like, you know what, we live, you know, live as a team, die as a team type attitude. There always is a holes crack and, mm. and, you know, and maybe that's the media thirsting for it. But, yeah, you're right. It's just a little bit um, disappointing. But what I do enjoy is when he got his wickets, all the, all, every single media person was like, oh, like, you know, See what happens when you can pitch it up, and he would have just been absolutely hating that on the inside. Rather, people celebrating the performance, they would have been like, "This is what we told you to do three yeah, tests see, ago." Told you, told you, James. Um, you didn't know. But I mean, England, they their tactics have seemed to be. Uh, they uh, and I think we talked about it before. They seem to have this like us versus right them to us, attitude. They have, but they in the tactics as well with with Leach, his field for when he bowled again. Oh um, mate, that was shit house, wasn't it? Talk me, that, that was, was spinner. Talk me through that. Talk me through that, Taylor. Oh, mate, he, he, he was just trying to bank overs. That's all he was trying to do. He was trying to steal overs in the game, give his bowlers a rest, and hope that Leach didn't take too much tap. As a spin, like, I mean, it's an individual thing, but as a spinner, I would look at that and go, "Fuck you, man!" Like, you can't even trust me to to just bowl over the wicket, bowl like I normally wouldn't try and take wickets. But what it was just what gets me. Yeah, England have this us like Root and Silver would have this us, and the whole squad this us versus them attitude. Which is fine, you know. You come to Australia, you're going to get, you know, have a go. You've got to be, you know, strong. But they don't even seem to be listening to any of the, you know, the other media, the other experts. They're not mm. even considering the ideas that are being put forward. They just seem to be very much like, no, this is what we planned. This is what we're doing. You're just yeah. trying to distract us, and they just don't even seem open to, uh, to new ideas. Very headstrong. So anyway, that's uh, true. It's interesting, and and I think, you know, it's just what happens with Roots batting. I, I don't know if you will retain the captaincy after this, but then you've got Stokes who's just battling. Well, who the hell could do it? Well, Stokes, Stokes is the only one, but yeah. he's battling. He's you getting back on track for his injury, and he already yeah. got so much weight in his shoulders as the all-rounder and the Messiah. So Milan, Milan will captain. Well, I don't. Yeah, they don't rate him in England, do they? No, they don't. They don't at all. Australian specialist, which I I looked and I couldn't find any from last week. Bandits. I I, the closest I, did, I came I was VBS when they rolled out VBS here in like 2011. Oh yeah, but he clearly yeah, yeah. was done, and he played a couple. Of, he got a couple of seventies. Just whipped yeah. through. Just. Yeah, just cut shots on his back whipped foot. Harsh, yeah, that's as close as I could get. So, Taz, we uh, we heading we heading to the New Year's Test, Sydney, three 0 up. Yes. Yep. Um, you're expecting Hazelwood to come back into the side. 
Hazelwood, Cummins, Richardson, are your three quick bowlers. Right. So he's giving Starkey a bit of a rest after he's done yeah. a great job so far. And, and just and keep uh, bowling for when we need to win a test in fucking three days again. Well, more than three are. days. It was two in a session. Yeah, I think you're. Uh, I think I think it'll actually just be Stark, Cummins, and um, I reckon it'll be Richardson. I reckon Hazel yeah, okay. will stay sore and they'll drop Bowen, um, but batting yeah, okay. will stay the same. And for England, I think we're going to see a couple of couple Those of changes. Um, I think Wokes will be back. Um, yeah. And I think they might give Stokes a rest as well, just because it's a little bit too much now um, on yeah. him. So we'll see what happens there. They've got a good number with their batting, but uh, just an amazing performance from the, from the Australians. It's just surreal uh, to watch that that happen. It's the most sort of hostile fast buying I've, I've ever sort of seen. Not, and not short stuff either, just, no. just incredible just length. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was really exciting to watch. And now we're both deserving a, a well-earned break, it feels, as are the players. Oh, absolutely, Vanders. I don't get me wrong. I think Pat Cummins worked hard. I'm not sure he worked as hard as us. I mean, it's up for debate. I think maybe we'll debate that on our uh, fourth test preview pod uh, coming very shortly. Details. I'll see you just before the New Year's test. See you then, Vanders.